Lunch thief steals my sushi at work, so I use a black light to expose him. Here's what happened. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell for notifications. This took place while I was a teen fresh out of university working directly under an engineer. The office I was doing my 4,000 hours in was a fairly large five floors of an office building, a Toronto construction firm. Well, I was lazy and always picked up a lunch from Whole Foods, usually sushi on my way to work. My floor had its own break room and fridge, and for the first six months, nothing ever went missing. Until we got a batch of university office interns. Paid interns. Then, wouldn't you know it, lunches would go missing. And it wasn't just mine. Any lunch in store packaging was gone, if there was a name on it or not. Well, after two weeks of our lunches just walking away, we're all getting peeved. You don't mess with my salmon sashimi. One of the engineers comes up with an idea and asks everyone to throw in a couple of dollars to solve this problem. The following week, he sends a text message to the store-bought lunch people to meet in the break room before work and sent a text to everyone in the office to not touch any of the packaged lunches. We meet up and he hands us this little spray bottle to spray the packaging. It was this black light reactive spray, glows from a black light, but completely undetectable. Lunch rolls around and guess what? Every single packaged lunch is gone. And this guy brings out the black light and starts looking for fingerprints. He found them on the door down the hall to the elevator. Now imagine five of the nerdiest engineers you've ever seen going down a hallway with a black light like something out of a discount CSI. Well, there's fingerprints everywhere right up to the elevator, on the buttons, down to the second floor. While we were making our way down the hallway at this time, I figured some of the interns were nicking our lunches. But I was wrong. We followed it right to the head of the sales department's desk. And, well, we demanded to see his hands. And they were glowing like crazy. Not to mention, he had touched his face. So there was this glowing mess covering his face. The guy knew he was caught. And we made an agreement not to go to HR, but we would get a picture of the evidence and pizza for our floor every Friday for two months. We stayed extra that day to print out the glowing mess that was his face. We printed at least a hundred of them with the caption, Dirty Dirty Lunch Thief. Those things went up everywhere. The bathrooms, all the entryways of the building, every office door and desk in sight. Needless to say, that jerk stopped stealing lunches and I was able to eat my sushi in peace. Wow, you guys went the full nine yards to try and catch this dude, eh? Like, this is really thinking outside the box. I don't think a whole lot of people would come to this conclusion for a problem like this. But hey, it worked out for you guys. A naked man in the shower saved my life. Let me, let me tell the story. I was feeling dizzy before a workout as I was a bit dehydrated. This is important for later. I usually bring some liquid, but forgot to that day. Usually I go to McDonald's and grab a large unsweetened iced tea for the gym. Better than coffee and it wakes me up for the workout and it's only a dollar. This was mistake number one. Oh well. In my slight lightheadedness, I think I'll have some water at the fountain in the middle of the workout. This was mistake number two. After an hour on the treadmill, my throat starts to stick a little. I had my mask on and was doing a slow jog, 7 miles per hour. Just enough for me to be able to breathe through the mask just fine, and didn't have to remove it once in the hour I had spent on the machine. I hop off the treadmill and the first feeling I get is the rush of blood running away from my brain. It only lasted a second, but anyone getting up too fast from sitting or squatting a long time will know the feeling. It's also the same feeling as the dizziness of being drunk. 
That was a good time for that drink, but because of COVID, the fountains were turned off, and you're supposed to bring your own water. Oops. Okay, whatever, I'll power through this. There's only the lightweights I was going to do anyway. It'll be fine. This was mistake number three. Yep, I go through with my hour of lightweights, and at the end, my shirt was very sweaty, and I'm feeling very dizzy and lightheaded at the end, but it passes. Anyone who's had that feeling would know it's actually a little euphoric, and a great end is the shower. This is where I should point out that I'm in terrible COVID condition. My belly is huge, and my mother pointed out that I looked pregnant when I went to open the fridge door without my shirt on. This is also important. In my dehydration, I'm not drunk dizzy, but impaired enough to forget to take off my shirt and mask as I take my towel with me to the shower. There's no one else taking a shower, as it was a pretty early workout, so I head to my usual stall by habit, which is close to the entrance. I turn on the shower and let the water hit my chest. The feeling is amazing. This is where everything goes wrong. I'm still in my sweaty shirt and decide I should take it off with my mask still on. The shirt sticks to my skin and rotund belly, making it very hard to remove. Now both my arms are up and the shirt is stuck to my face and mask with the water now filtering through the shirt and mask, blocking my nostrils. This is where I find out how horrible waterboarding is. The wet mask and shirt make it instantly extremely hard to breathe as the nostrils are blocked. Instinct says use the mouth which is similarly blocked, and I start to hyperventilate, which sends water into the lungs and causes me to cough and panic. I take a few steps back with my arms still up and spin around to get away from the water. Two very strong arms lift up my shirt and my mask with it, whereupon I'm confronted with two ebony pecs even The Rock would be envious of. Just below these godly pecs are the abs of Hercules that put my pear-shaped physique to shame. That's when the water decides to leave the lungs and I start hacking. Connected to this torso of discipline and genes of envy, I'm hacking spittle onto the largest dong I've ever seen this side of adult entertainment. A glorious foot long inches from my face where previously only a Subway sandwich has been. The manliest of hands pat my back like I'm a baby being burnt. Through tears and embarrassment, we both realize that a third person has just walked in. Me bent over coughing in the heat from his gigantic schlong caressing my face. Said person turns on his heels and nopes out. I utter some thanks to my savior, and we both decide it's best not to talk about it and finish our showers. Mine was the shortest shower I've ever had, and I rush to dress and possibly find the previously third person, to hopefully explain, but he was gone by then. On my way out, my Dwayne The Rock Johnson, whose Johnson I was inches away from, is done with his shower. He has a look of don't say anything, but I spend a few minutes with him thanking him as he's getting dried and dressed. He seems cool with it, I think, but I haven't been back in weeks. I just feel like such a jerk. Hey, you know what? Naked or not, thank God that guy was there. Imagine if no one was around. That could have gone a whole lot worse. I don't think you really care about whether you're naked or not in that moment. Instinct takes over when you see someone in distress and you do what you need to to save them if you can. And yeah, of course you're going to feel like a tool. And I'm sure he understands that you do. But just move forward from there. It was an awkward encounter. He did what any other person would have done, I'm sure. You don't need to make it weird moving forward. The idiocy of my entitled in-laws put my baby in the hospital. 
I just got inspired to write about my crazy mother-in-law and father-in-law, and I hope this can be used as a cautionary tale. This was back in 2010. We had to live with my husband's family for a while. It was my sister-in-law's house, but we lived with her, her daughter, my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and brother-in-law. When my son was five months old, my niece got violently ill one night and kept throwing up. Obviously, I decided to keep the baby away from the family so he wouldn't get sick. They didn't like that, especially my mother-in-law and father-in-law, who kept whining and complaining that I was keeping their precious grandson away. Even after explaining that I didn't want my niece to get him sick. I gave in because I was tired of hearing them complain literally all day on the condition that this niece stays in her room the whole time and they wash first. I'm aware that this is where I messed up. I had to use the bathroom and was only gone for a few minutes. When I came back, my niece was on the couch holding my son, snot dribbling from her nose, throat scratchy, with father-in-law telling her, give your cousin a big kiss, which she does, right on the lips. I freeze out and snatch my baby and lock us in the bathroom so I can wash him. The whole time, mother and father-in-law were at the door telling me that I'm overreacting and that sharing germs builds immunity and other BS. Of course, the next morning he has a high fever and he's really lethargic. I tell the in-laws that I want to take him to the hospital, but my sister-in-law was adamant that it wasn't that bad and that I should make an appointment with his pediatrician instead. I didn't have a license or a car, so I had to rely on other people. Like an idiot, I listened to her because I thought she was on my side and knew more because her child is older. I made an appointment for that afternoon. I get there and the doctor took one look at him and told me to take him to the hospital, which was one block away, and said he would call ahead so they would be expecting me. He was admitted as soon as we walked in the door. They told me I was lucky and that if I'd waited any longer, my baby wouldn't have lasted until the next day. His lungs were filling up with mucus and he couldn't breathe. He had to be hooked up to an oxygen tank and they had to vacuum suction the mucus out every hour. We spent a week in the hospital and he made a full recovery. Of course, the in-laws fully blamed me, mother-in-law especially, but the others more or less agreed with her. She said my son got sick because I was dirty for having a child out of wedlock and that I was a bad mother. My husband was furious and told her off, but that woman has the worst case of selective hearing I've ever seen. I've never fully trusted that jerk ever again. This is a very serious thing. You don't mess around when it comes to germs and babies. If someone's that sick, you keep the baby away. And you absolutely do not kiss the baby on the mouth. That's literally the worst thing you could do. I wouldn't think that this is something that would need to be explained to people who are seasoned parents. I don't have kids. I know this. Kids are way more susceptible to this kind of thing. You just don't take the risk. Today, I accidentally kissed my deaf friend. I'm a 22-year-old male. I met a girl through a mutual friend. We've known each other for roughly a year, but haven't spent time alone yet, always in a group. She's very sweet and pretty. She's not completely deaf. She can still hear a bit. 
with the help of hearing aids. Yesterday, we met up with our mutual friends, and we were having a barbecue. Later on, we ran out of snacks, so the other two went to the grocery store. We were alone in the yard and chatting. At this point, I noticed that she kept staring at my lips, so I thought to myself, does she want to kiss me? Since she didn't stop staring, I thought that it was obvious. This time, I'm not going to miss a hint. I leaned in to give her a kiss. I mean, she did kind of kiss me back, but afterwards, it was like dead silence. Thank God the other two arrived a few minutes later. The rest of the evening was super awkward between us. Later, as she left, I told the other two friends that I had kissed her because she kept staring at my lips. They started laughing, saying, Of course she's staring at your lips, she's lip reading. Man, I totally forgot that deaf people also use lip reading to communicate, and since she's never actually done that before, I didn't take that into consideration. This will definitely be one of those moments that'll make me stay up at night and cringe. Plus, I probably ruined the friendship. I just feel like the biggest jerk. <laughs> Look, you kind of were a jerk, but it wasn't intentional. I do think it was a harmless mistake. I'm sure if you were to sit down and talk to her and explain the situation and what happened, that she would totally understand and probably just find it funny. If she really is a nice person and you want this friendship to continue, just address it. The longer you let this awkwardness go on between you guys, the more that's going to become the norm of your relationship. Just rip that band-aid off. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. All set for your flight? Yep, I've got everything I need. Eye mask, neck pillow, T-Mobile, headphones. Wait, T-Mobile? You bet. Free in-flight Wi-Fi. 15% off all Hilton brands. I never go anywhere without T-Mobile. Same goes from a water bottle, chewing gum, nail clippers, okay, passport. Okay, I'm gonna leave you to it. Find out how you can experience travel better at T-Mobile.com slash travel. Qualifying plan required. Wi-Fi were available on select U.S. airlines. Deposit and Hilton Honors membership required for 15% discount. Terms and conditions apply. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue. And you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And, what do I even say other than, hey... Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. 
Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. My boyfriend decided to surprise me with a dinner with my parents, who absolutely ruined my childhood. I, 24-year-old female, have been with my boyfriend Derek, 27-year-old male, for three years. We met through mutual friends and hit it off rather quickly. After a year of knowing each other, we started dating. Derek firmly believes that everyone deserves a second chance and to let bygones be bygones. I adore him for being a good-hearted person, but also feel pressured to forgive people like how he does. I was never close with my parents due to the fact that I was an oopsies baby and my parents decided to keep me. It was made clear I was an outsider and didn't belong. They already had their dream family, but I was just there to ruin it. My mom would comment on my weight, and my sister started doing it too. My dad would ignore me, and my brother would bully me to the point that I felt scared to leave my room. They would leave me at my grandparents' house when I went on vacation, and wouldn't pick me up until two weeks after they came back. Once I turned 18, they kicked me out, and we've been low contact ever since. My boyfriend asked about meeting my family, so I explained my childhood, which was a hard conversation to have, since I wanted to just forget about them. He comforted me while I cried on his shoulder, and he seemingly understood. I thought that was final, until four months go by, and he randomly asks me to go on a date with him to this fancy restaurant. I was honestly so excited, since it's been a while since we went on a real date, so I quickly got dressed. We arrived at the dinner place at 8pm, and were seated at a party-sized table. I was a little confused, but brushed it off. That is, until my parents and siblings walked in. That's when I knew something was definitely off. They came to the table we were at and said hello to us. Turns out, my boyfriend was secretly communicating with them, trying to heal the past and fix our relationship. I felt so uncomfortable that I quickly got up and walked out. My boyfriend followed along and asked me to come back inside, saying I should let bygones be bygones. In a fit of rage, I told him off, and how it wasn't his place to fix a relationship that isn't his to fix. I stormed off to the car and drove off. Him and my parents were blowing up my phone, calling me childish and unreasonable. I ended up turning off my phone and packed my things to stay with a friend. I told another friend of mine about the situation and they said I was extremely childish. Now I'm wondering if I was in the right or wrong for leaving. I still haven't replied to his messages or calls. So am I the jerk? I really don't think it's fair of him to force this on you. I get that he has good intentions, but not everyone is able to just let things go that way, especially when there could be some serious pain and damage done. It's great that he wants to help fix this relationship, but it needs to be a decision that you make, not him. And to just spring it on you is really not cool. Don't worry, you're not the jerk in this situation. I understand you might have a hard time calling your boyfriend a jerk for what he's doing, considering it's coming from a good place, but trust me, he's the one being the jerk. I told my brother his wife isn't allowed over anymore after I caught her trash talking me behind my back. So my brother has been with his wife for six years. She's always been an amazing sister-in-law and aunt to my babies. But recently, she was unaware I was on my way to my brother's house and happened to be meeting with her own mother at the same time. I always just walk in the house through the garage when I come over, but this time they were sitting on the back porch, and I overheard her tell her mother that she thought I was a bad mother for vaccinating my children, and that at the end of the day, I'll be sorry. 
She also stated she felt uncomfortable around us. I felt this was an attack on me and my family. I immediately left and called my brother to tell him what happened, and that I wasn't comfortable with her coming to my house anymore, which is where we're hosting family day every weekend. He proceeded to tell me that what she said to her mother was in confidence and that I shouldn't have been sneaking around the house. I'm completely floored and I have no idea how to respond. Am I the jerk here? This is an unfortunate situation to be in. It sounds like she is a good sister-in-law and aunt, as you said earlier. But what you overheard is hard to overlook. Maybe if you guys sat down and had a conversation, you can come to some kind of mutual understanding. That that perception of you is very hurtful, and I don't understand why she has it to begin with. Also, your sister-in-law has just painted a very ugly picture of herself. So maybe she needs to take into consideration that she isn't the most desirable person to be around right now either. Everyone in my family seems to have forgotten that my dead uncle was a massive jerk. So, I felt the need to remind them. I, 29-year-old male, was recently invited to a memorial for my uncle who passed in a tragic accident many years ago. I won't get into many details as his death was very public with some national coverage, but needless to say, it was a horrific event. My family now holds a yearly memorial for his children and wife who he left behind. While I wholly support his wife and children and feel terrible for them, he was a horrible person while he was alive. Not only was he verbally abusive and extremely controlling, but he was also a serial cheater who couldn't keep it in his pants. His cheating and abusive tendencies were more or less an open secret, and most people did their best to avoid him at family gatherings. However, as soon as he passed away, it was like my entire family completely forgot who he was. He became a perfect martyr that everybody remembered fondly, and I was scolded by my family anytime I would imply otherwise. While I always avoid these yearly memorials, my mother and father have been attempting to guilt trip me into attending the next one, and we ended up having a heated argument during a recent family gathering where my extended family was present. The fight began like this. My mom. Oh, Pete, can you please come to Uncle's memorial on this day? You never attend anymore, and you need to be supportive of your aunt and your cousins. Mom, I already told you, I have an important meeting that night that I can't miss. I'll visit them next month when I'm in town. OP, you're disrespecting your family, and more importantly, you're disrespecting your uncle. Every year that you're not present, you're spitting on his legacy. You should be ashamed of yourself. Mom, I already told you, I can't come. Please just drop it. At this point, my mom starts crying and my father starts yelling at me. OP, I raised you to have more respect for your family. What's wrong with you? I've had this conversation with my parents yearly, and it almost always ends with me apologizing to my mom and doing something special to make it up. I'm not sure why, but this particular year, something in me just snapped. I said, I'm tired of everyone in this family treating him like he was a good person. He was a jerk, and I'm not sad he's gone. You want to talk about disrespecting his legacy? His legacy as an abusive husband and a serial cheater? Why does everyone in this stupid family pretend like he had even one good quality? All of you talked crap about him constantly and said he didn't deserve his wife or kids. Luckily, now he has neither and his life insurance is paying for the kids' college funds. Explain to me how that isn't a happy ending. 
At this point, my other uncles and aunts got up from the table to comfort my mother, who was sobbing, and I left before anyone could stop me. My younger family members agree with what I said, but all my uncles and aunts think I was wrong for speaking about my dead uncle like that. So, am I the jerk? I don't think you're a jerk at all. It sounds like he was a massive jerk. You have your time to mourn after he passed. It's still a loss. Obviously, people still cared about him. But if it's this far on, even if he died tragically, you can't sit there and pretend that he was a good person. I agree with what you said, and that this just sounds like a happy ending for everyone involved. Unfortunately, no one else wants to be the one to say it, and apparently some can't handle hearing it either. When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. Put the playlist on in the background to finish listening to all the stories linked at the top of the description. And if you like Am I the Jerk, give Am I the Genius a shot, linked in the description as well. Either way, thanks a lot for watching, and we'll see you guys next time.